from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got an absolutely tremendous hour coming up for you as. I'm going to give you guys my Circa Millions card here in hour number two. Typically, I do a little bit more baseball in this slot, but I want to give the openers that just came out for Game 6 of the World Series a little bit of time to marinate, so that way we're able to take a look there. So we're going to give that a little bit of time, and instead we're going to be hitting upon what I all like in terms of the Circa Millions contest. And coming off of a 5-0 week, it had been either 2-3, and three, Two, two, and one, or three and two in every week. So hopefully we can keep the hot streak going. I was liking the Houston Texans a little bit, but to say, you know what, we're going to give myself the extra time to take a look at this card. And coming up a little bit later on in the hour, we're going to be looking at everything NFL Week Nine with Mackenzie Kramer. And on top of that, we're going to be taking a look at some look at lines as well to Week Ten because I think where there's a lot of value right now in terms of the NFL due to everything that we saw at the trade deadline. We've seen a lot of adjustments in terms of Week 9 lines. Haven't seen as many in terms of the Week week 10 look-at lines. As a matter of fact, we really haven't seen too many of these lines move at all. So I do think that if you're looking for some good value, being able to exploit that is going to be very solid. So we're going to be talking about that with Mackenzie Kramer. But that said, let's take a look at the Circuit Millions card that I'm going to be taking a look at. And the one that really just jumps out to me at the front, it is his Titans versus the Kansas City Chiefs game. As we know with the Chiefs, it has been 
shall we say, rough sledding for them when they've been a big, giant favorite. They just have not been able to cover too many big numbers in general. The contest line, it does line up with what we're seeing pretty much across all sportsbook. With the contest line, it is 12.5 with the Chiefs laying it. A lot of places it's anywhere between a 12 and 12.5. And, and I just side with the Tennessee Titans with what I saw last week out of Derrick King Henry. He looked absolutely amazing carving up a Texans defense at Let's call it what it is. We saw Miles Sanders being able to chew that up on Thursday as well. But for the Titans, what I really felt like they needed was for Derrick Henry to get back to what we were seeing out of him last year prior to the injury. And he has been able to show that in recent weeks. Had a little bit of a rough go of it to begin the season, especially that game against the Bills. But I mean, other than that game against the Bills, the Titans team has been rock solid. And if it wasn't for that mixed field goal against the Giants, you could be looking at a Titans team that would be 6-1 and one going into this game. Meanwhile, for the Chiefs, the defense, it typically does get better as the season goes along, but it still is leaving a little bit of something to be desired as they have allowed at least 20 points in every one of their games thus far this season. And it does look like you should be getting Ryan Tannehill back under center. There's still a little bit of question mark there, but I'm thinking that you're probably going to be getting Ryan Tannehill back in the fold. And even if it's Malik Willis, I would still like what I'm seeing at the Tennessee Titans because with Malik Willis, it was very simple. Just hand the ball off to our good friend Derrick Henry and let him work. And I think that that's a very good recipe for success. And for the Tennessee Titans, even if they don't get a lot on offense, this defense has been very rock solid. They have a lot of 17 points for fear in each other last four games. So they come in in very good form now. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, as we know, they've got that guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes, who if you're looking at a little bit of someone for value in terms of odds to win the MVP, I think that he should be better than 4-1 to one, like he is right now. He has been incredible for this team. 20 touchdowns, 5 INTs, completing 67% of his passes. He just has been able to do it for this bunch, but he also has thrown those five interceptions in the last four weeks as well. They've been airing it out quite a bit with him, and it's been a little bit of a lack of balance in general when it comes to this bunch. So I do think that you've got solid value here with the Tennessee Titans getting 12 and a half. That is one that just jumped out to me right away, and that is one that is certainly going to be making my card now because I did decide that I was not going to be taking the Thursday night football game. That is going to lend me quite a bit more time to be able to make my selections for Circa Millions. These are not going to be due until Saturday, so you're going to be seeing a little bit of moving around perhaps with a lot of these, but that said, I think I'm pretty dead set on number two with the Packers going on the road against the Detroit Lions. The Lions, they're a three-and-a-half-point underdog, but... I think that this is a get-right spot for the Packers. Being someone that grew up in the state of Wisconsin, I feel like if you gauge your hometown team properly, you're able to get a lot of just an advantage in general and being able to gauge them. You know a lot of people that are a little bit closer to the team. And with the Green Bay Packers, I've actually won four and one picking in the contest this year on their games, whether that be betting on them or, in most cases, betting against them. And for the Packers, I think that they're going to be able to take it to a Lions defense that they're just dead last and darn near everything right now. This is a Lions bunch that they just can't guard their own shadow. And with having all the injuries that they've had along the offense, DeAndre Swift being out of the fold, trading away TJ Hawkinson, it's just not getting any better in general. Now, I do think that Jared Goff does get a little bit unfairly criticized from time to time. He's actually not been too bad for the team, but... And said, I just take a look at the Detroit Lions bunch, and I think that they are going to have a tough time with a Packers offense. Let's be honest here, it has not been good all season long, but 
I think that they finally discovered something last week against the Bills. Run the dang ball with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think that that is going to be a recipe for success for them. The Lions, they have not been able to stop the run at all this season. So I think you've got good value with the Packers laying three and a half. And typically, I'm someone that I don't like to lay three and a half on the road. I think that this could be a good spot to do so. Another spot that I think is solid is taking a look at this team as you've got the Jets catching 12 and a half points against the Buffalo Bills. And I think the big reason why you've got added value here with the Jets is because I do think that now James Robinson, week number two in the fold, he's really going to be able to have a little bit more of an impact on this game. And for the Buffalo Bills, it feels like in that game against the Green Bay Packers, they were just sort of sleepwalking through that second half. And that could just happen from time to time like we see with these big favorites. I wouldn't say that the Eagles versus the Texans game was an example of this because it was a wire-to-wire cover for the Houston Texans, but there's a lot of times where you have a team that is up three scores, they maybe create a little bit of a turnover like we saw with the Buffalo Bills turning it over late against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers get a touchdown. It's like, okay, we're just going to get out of Dodge with our 10-point win, our nine-point win, two-score game, something of that nature. So I do think that with the Bills, that is something that plays a little bit of a role here. And with the Jets, I think the big key for them is being able to dress in the ground game because Zach Wilson is right now the biggest liability for the team. No fans or buts about it, but you also do have a Jets defense that they've been able to do a solid job of being able to bear down as well. I believe that they've given up more than 22 points just once this season. Now, it is a Jets team that... They certainly have had their liabilities thus far this season in terms of the schedule. I should say more limitations with regards to the schedule because with the schedule itself, they've been playing against some, shall we say, not-so-terrific teams. But I do think that the Jets, they are going to be able to step up in this game. And I think that they're going to hold in there against the Bills. I don't think that they're going to be able to win this game outright or anything ridiculous like that. But I do think that it is... Rightfully so, a line that is coming down in betting markets. You're seeing a lot more 11.5 to 12s, whereas the contest, it is 12.5. So a little bit of added value there. I don't think that the move is going to be coming into play too much. I think that this will just be a clean cover by the Jets in a game that's going to be more like 7 to 10 rather than a two-touchdown game. So I do like the Jets there. When it comes to this one, this is probably the one that I'm most questionable about. The Rams catching three against the Bucks. I just want to make sure that Cooper Cup is going to be fully 100% before I fully commit to this one. But I can't back 45-year-old Tom Brady. It is the worst running game in the NFL. And I recognize that the Rams they have not been able to move the ball at all. I lament anyone that has Cam Akers on their fantasy team right now. That has been a big, giant buster Rooney. And it's been really sad to see. But... I do think that for the Rams, they are going to be able to move the ball a little bit on this Bucks defense. And legitimately, both of these defenses have been rock solid. If you're looking for something else, a 42.5 in terms of this game, I do like the total under because I do think that both of the defenses are going to be able to do a very good job. But for Tom Brady, he's only thrown one interception this year, and I think that he's doing for negative regression. He should have thrown a lot more interceptions. He has been very lucky that a lot of the balls have been sort of swatted away they have not come back to bite them as much. So I take a look at this three, and I think that it's a little bit too high. I think that you've got good value on the Rams, so I'm taking them. And then I've been talking about this one quite a bit, the Cardinals being a 2.0 favorite against the Seattle Seahawks when they went on the road just a few weeks ago. The Cardinals were a 2.5-point road favorite without DeAndre Hopkins going up against the Seattle Seahawks. And with the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, 
just unleashes something that we don't see in Kyler Murray without him. Kyler Murray's QBR goes up 20 points when he's got DeAndre Hopkins out there. And the Cardinals, even though the defense, it certainly did let him down against the Minnesota Vikings. The offense, it looked very good ever since they got back to your Andre Hopkins. Meanwhile, for the Seattle Seahawks, we've seen a little bit of a renaissance in terms of their defense. I do think that it's a little bit of fool's gold. If you take a look at that game against the New York Giants, I mean, the defense did a fine job, but the big reason why the Seahawks were able to win that game against the Giants is that there were two muff punts that led to pretty much 14 points for the Seattle Seahawks. So I do think that that is something really to take note of with the Seahawks. We have seen Geno Smith slow down just a little bit in recent weeks. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due. Kenneth Walker III has been incredible. The rookie from Michigan State, he's looking like a rookie of the year contender along Damian Pierce. Both of those guys have been rock solid in the backfield, but... I do think that the Cardinals likely getting back James Conner. You want to be checking in on his status. That could be all about the Cardinals because they've been looking to Lino Eno, who has been running the ball quite a bit for this team. And for the Cardinals defense, it has been a little bit rocky. But I do think that they're going to be able to pick it up against a Seahawks team that they've already seen once. And when they played against the Seattle Seahawks, it really wasn't the defense that let them down. It was the offense. I think that they're going to be able to do a much better job of moving the ball. Now that they've got DeAndre Hopkins back in the fold, I think that he's one of the most crucial non-quarterbacks in the NFL to a spread and just to a team. And now they're able to move the ball in general. So I'm looking at laying the two with the Cardinals. If there is a pick that I'm feeling a little bit, shall we say, on the fence on, if I don't go with that Rams game, it would probably be the Commanders catching three against the Vikings. But I'm not sure if I want that. But what I do want is to be joined by Mackenzie Kramer next. He does a great job over at ESPN in their stats and information department. He's going to be joining me talking about week nine here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. 
Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up to bet the Breeders' Cup with Horse Racing's number one app. That would be First Bet and get a $10 free bet plus a 100% match on your first deposit of up to $200. Use the promo code HORSE200 all together to claim your offer. Breeders' Cup picks and insights are on vcin.com. I are brought to you by First Bet. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details, including how to get their free Breeders' Cup wager guide. That's vcin.com slash horses. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being joined now by one of our good friends, Mackenzie Kramer. He does absolutely terrific work over at ESPN and taking a look at things for ESPN Stats and Information Department along with the Daily Wager. And always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Happy to be on here. Devils had a great comeback today. and looking forward to talk, about, talk some football, though. Absolutely. And before we dive into what we're going to be seeing in Week 9 and Week 10 as well, because I do think that there's some value in those look-at lines as well, Take me through a little bit of a feature that you're taking a look at because I know that Geno Smith is getting a lot of love in terms of perhaps being a top five MVP candidate, but I know that you're looking at him for a little bit of a different market as well. Yeah, the comeback player of the year market's been really interesting this year. Geno kind of bounced out of the scene in that market a couple of weeks ago. I have some 10 to 1, I have some 8 to 1. He's still available at north of, north of 2 to 1 at a lot of books. I saw 2 to 1 draft things plus 240 at Caesars, and I think that's I think he should be the favorite. Right now, Saquon Barkley is an odds-on favorite to win that market, but Geno has legitimately been a top 5, top 10 quarterback in the NFL this year. He's fourth total QBR. He's leading one of the best, best stories in the NFL this year. They beat Saquon Barkley in the Giants' heads up last week. And I think Gino at, at, at uh, north of two to one, he's one of the best comeback stories we've seen from any quarterback in a long time. I mean, he was left for dead. I mean, it, we all remember his quote from after week one that they, they, uh, they everybody wrote him off and everybody did write him off. And I think this is an amazing story. Fourth of total QBR right now, like I said, and I, I think he should be the favorite. And I think Ty goes the quarterback in this situation. You know, Saquon was already a star. Sure, he's coming back from a torn ACL. And, you know, that, that's obviously a big injury to come back from. But we see guys come back from torn ACLs all the time, whereas we don't see guys come back from being basically backups for seven years and then turn into legitimate starters and, and leading Seattle into the playoff chase. So I think Gino, anything north of 2-1 to one right now is still pretty good value on him. I totally agree with you. I do think that Geno Smith, he should be towards the top of the board in terms of that award. We're right now seeing Saquon Barkley be the favorite and a pretty hefty favorite, right around like minus 150-ish in a lot of spots as well. So we shall see if that comes to fruition. And I know that we've got a lot in terms of week nine hit on, but 
I first want to get your thoughts on week 10 and some of these look headlines because I thought it was so interesting with the trade deadline coming and going a few days ago. We saw a lot of moves in terms of week nine games, but as we know, a lot of books, they put up look headlines. So you're able to bet on these week 10 lines right now. And we really haven't seen any movement whatsoever. And I think that this could be one of the best weeks to be able to extract a lot of value in terms of these look at numbers, just because guys that they were maybe moved like a TJ Hawkinson, for instance, going from Detroit to Minnesota, he's probably really going to be seeing a lot more run in week 10 rather than week nine. And I find it a little bit curious that we haven't really seen a lot of moves in terms of these look at lines. I, I tend to agree. Uh, but, and, and with Hawkinson, I think that that's a team that going that next week we might look at them and we might downgrade them next week after having seen them play this week without Hawkinson, Josh Reynolds banged up. Meanwhile, Chicago, the team they play next week, laying one and a half at home right now, they got Chase Claypool from the Steelers. Again, he's another guy. He's probably not going to play a big role next week or this week. Might not play a huge role next week, but he still might play about half the snaps. And even if he's just a red zone target for, for uh, Justin Fields, that would be a massive help for what they need for what they need in that offense. You already have Darnell Mooney. He's a really good deep threat. Add Claypool to that lineup, and all of a sudden Justin Fields has a decent group of receivers to throw to. Nothing special, but I think laying less than a field goal right there, you're not really going to lose a whole lot of value there. I can't imagine Detroit poses as much of a favorite in that game, barring some major injury. And if Chicago looks pretty good this week against the uh, Miami and Detroit doesn't look so good, maybe this line moves to three. So I'd like getting this sub sub three, one and a half I'm seeing right now. That's one of my favorite lines on the board for next week right now. Yeah, I do think that it's so fascinating to try to extract a little bit of value right now because I do think that there is quite a bit with it and going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of that Tampa Bay versus Seattle game that is going to be coming at a 6.30 a.m. Pacific time next week. But let's go back to this week, and I've been alluding to this game quite a bit as being one of the toughest ones on the board to take a look at. The Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now we're seeing the Rams in most spots a three-point underdog. We're seeing a couple two-and-a-halves. I think it really is dependent upon the health of Cooper Cup, but as long as Cooper Cup does play, like it sounds like indications are, it sounds like he avoided any sort of a massive injury. I think that there's good value on the Rams. Not sure if you agree slash disagree, but with this Buccaneers team, I just don't want to lay money on them in general right now. No, I totally understand that. And this is one of the games I attacked in the look ahead line. I have under 43. I think it's 42 and a half right now. So not a little bit of value, but a tiny little bit there. And that's kind of where I lean in this game too. I mean, the Rams have been such a one-dimensional offense. They don't have much of a running game, and their passing game is entirely through Cooper Cup. I don't know if any skilled player in the NFL means more to his team or would move the line more than Cup does. So him not being 100%, it does look like he's going to play, like you said. So, you know, I'm not really dying to take the Buccaneers laying three in this one, but I'm not really dying to do anything with the Rams. The Rams have a bottom five offense in the NFL, even with Cooper Cup playing superhuman this year. So if Cup isn't 100%, I don't know if I like the Rams. I feel like the Bucs, Kind of have more on their team where I kind of believe in a Tampa Bay turnaround more than I do a Rams turnaround. I'm not fully on board with the Buccaneers turnaround, but with both of these teams struggling this year, I'm a little bit higher on Tampa Bay. So I'm not really on a side on this one, but I do kind of like the under on this one. So that, that's how I'm playing this game. And one of the teams that they are going to be chasing within the, the division to be able to win the division, that would be the New Orleans Saints. And I can tell you right now, I don't know if I'm necessarily on board with them being able to turn it around as well. They're playing also the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football, and this is a game that I'm going back and forth on as well as whether or not it's going to make my Circa Millions card because with the Ravens, they're between a 2 to a 2.5-point favorite. Tallest game is between 48 and 48.5. We saw that 
Michael Thomas unlikely to return this season with the New Orleans Saints. They've been utilizing Andy Dalton the last few weeks. Alvin Kamara, no question, he has been terrific for the Saints team, but they really don't have much else. And more concerning for me is that the defense has looked absolutely awful. And for the Ravens, they've held a double-digit lead in every one of their games this season. This just feels like a good number to be able to take with the Ravens at less than a field goal. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I haven't made a play on this game yet, but I, but I, this is Ravens or nothing for me. I'm not really high on the Saints team. They will get some boost back with potentially Jarvis Landry coming back to the lineup this week, so that'll really help out their receiving core. Chris Olave is one of the Rookie of the Year favorites. He's done really well, but I just I'm not totally high on the Saints team. Their defense hasn't been very good this year. I don't really trust Andy Dalton uh, as their quarterback. Dalton's struggled in his career in prime time games, but. To me, the Ravens are the better team here. I know the Saints as a home dog on Monday night seems pretty appealing, but I think this is just the case where you have the better team laying under a field goal on, a roll, on the road. I'm not going to make complicated too much. To me, this is Baltimore or nothing in this game. Yep, I totally agree with you. And this is a game that currently I've got absolutely nothing on because I do think that this is a little bit of hard one gauge, but it's Colts and the Patriots. Patriots are between a 5 to a 5.5 point favor with the total anywhere between 40.5 and, and 41. We were seeing it with the Patriots. They were going through sort of which quarterback should we go with? Should we be going with Mac Jones? Should we be going with Bailey Zappi? Go down the line. And now for the Indianapolis Colts, it's Sam Ellinger, who I wasn't necessarily too impressed with last week, a sixth-round pick out of Texas and never really lived up to his billing when I was in college. If anything, I'd probably be looking to lay the points with the Patriots, but at this point, I've just got nothing on this game. This game is kind of emblematic of the entire week for me, where it's it's really it's like I don't want to take the Colts because they have the unknown of Sam Ellinger going up on the road to Foxborough to face a Bill Belichick defense, and I don't want to lay five and a half with Mac Jones and that Patriots offense the way they've been playing. They didn't look very good against the Jets. I know the Jets have had a really good de- good uh, uh, defense this season, but the Patriots offense didn't do a whole lot in that game. And their yes, their defense turned over Zach Wilson a lot, but Zach Wilson had a lot of plays available if he would just would have made him or been able to read the field. I don't really want to lay the points with the same the Patriots in this one. I've been trying to make a case for the Colts all week in my head, just because I think that the Colts, the, I like their defense a little bit more than the market indicates, but it's just so hard to really to go on the road and with with a second with a quarterback making a second career start with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL facing the Patriots front, which is one of the best in the NFL. Maybe the under 40 and a half, but again, Eilinger is such an unknown where he could easily just turn the ball over several times. The Patriots have a really turn, uh, a defense that likes to, to get to take the ball away. Colts defense with Shaq Leonard, they might be able to turn over Mac Jones. We've seen Mac Jones turn the ball over a lot more this year, even though he picked six last week that was overturned. So I don't really have a strong lead on this game. I've been trying to convince myself to take the Colts, but most likely I'm just going to stay away. And we've got about a minute for this one. And uh, boy, I. I have not been able to take a side on this one. I have not been able to take a total. It's the Raiders. It's the Jaguars. Jags are a one and a half point underdog with a total of 48. Not sure if you've got anything here, but these have been two big disappointments the last few weeks. And I just keep going back to this game and I keep saying, yep, I can't trust either of these teams. We've seen the Jaguars in one score games this year being terrible. They're losing every single time they're in a close game this year. So it's really hard to take a game where the Jaguars basically have to win on the field for you to, to win your bet. But we saw the Raiders last week get shut, get shut out, looking terrible on offense. Their offensive line's not doing so well this year. The Jacksonville defense is actually really good. So I think that I would lean toward Jacksonville on this one. I haven't made, made a bet on this one. Again, I don't know if I trust the Jaguars. This is just like the other game, too, where I don't really want to take the underdog, not getting enough points, and the favorite's not good enough and not trustworthy enough. So this is probably a stay-away game for me as well. 
Yeah, it's a tough one, but I feel a little bit better about the Packers versus Lions game, so we will pick up our chat with Mackenzie Kramer of ESPN on the flip side, leading off with that right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ball sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, baseball, or football fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Score Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, or Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network, being joined by Mackenzie Kramer, does great work over at ESPN, one of their main researchers, does great work with the Daily Wager, and let's dive into this game that I was talking about a little bit earlier. Packers and the Lions. The Lions are a three and a half point underdog. Find this total at most spots right around a 49 and a half. And for the Packers, this is clearly not the offense that we all know and love. I know that we talk about quarterbacks and how they're able to elevate guys, but you need some semblance of guys, and the Packers really don't have that right now. But the good news is you get the ultimate get right spot for an offense that would be a Lions team that ranks dead last in most metrics right now. Where do you stand on this? Because I take a look at the Packers being a three and a half point favorite. I think that this is finally where they bust through, break this losing streak, and have a good performance. On paper, this seems like a great buy low spot on the Packers. I just don't know if they can pull the trigger with this team laying over a field goal. That offense is just really rough all season. Uh, the, the way I'm playing this game is I'm, I'm looking at the under in this game. I think Jared Goff, the way he's played since he's gotten to the Lions, he's really dependent on the weapons that he has around him. When Amon Ross St. Brown missed a couple games early in, earlier this season, that offense completely disappeared, putting up, I believe, six points in a two-game span. Amon Ross should be back, though. He's, he's questionable this week. But DeAndre Swift's banged up. Uh, Dan Campbell said he played up a little bit too much last game. He, he, he was banged up in that game. TJ Hawkinson's gone. Josh Reynolds looking like he's out this week. TJ Chark on IR. I just think the Lions offense is missing so many weapons right now. I don't think they're going to be able to put up that many points. And I don't think the Packers, the offense is also going to be able to put up that many points in this game. So 49 and a half, that's a pretty high number in this game. I think the Packers might be able to get ahead. And if the Packers are able to cover this game, I think it's largely because the Lions offense doesn't do that much in this game. So I, I, I would lean Packers on the side. I don't think I'll get there, but I definitely like the under in this game. Yep, I can't blame you there. I do like the under with the way that the Packers have been operating. And since those injuries that you pointed out with the Lions, they have not been the same offense. So I think that that is important to take note of. And Mackenzie, I think that you're going to be joining a long list of guests that have joined me that are going to be on the opposite of myself on this one. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks game. Like everyone I've talked to except for myself seems to like the Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking the side of the Arizona Cardinals being a one and a half to a two point favorite. This was a line that just three weeks ago when the Arizona Cardinals went to Seattle, they were a two and a half point favorite on the road without DeAndre Hopkins. I think that Hopkins makes a world of difference for this offense. Have some trepidations with this Arizona defense and Geno Smith. He's been able to do amazing work with the Seahawks and under the radar. I mean, Mr. Kenneth Walker, the third, he has been amazing for the Seahawks, but I do think that the Cardinals are going to do just enough on defense in what I think is going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I'm completely opposite with you on this one. I really like Seattle on this one. That was this was the game that stood out to me for most when I looked at the board. And I know it looks pretty square. Seattle, the five and three team, getting two points on the road in Arizona, that doesn't have much home field advantage. But I think Seattle has a much better offense. I trust them a lot more. Uh, they're fourth in offensive efficiency right now, but based on our metrics, Geno Smith's take, doing a really good t- job taking care of the ball. His weapons are healthy and met, met, healthy enough in Metcalf and Lockett. And yes, the Cardinals have DeAndre Hopkins and their offense looks a lot better without him, but they're still without Hollywood Browns. They're at full strength. Robbie Anderson, they're still incorporating in that offense. I think Seattle's a better team and their defense, it's been rough most of the year, but the last three weeks that they put up positive EPAs in every single game, they're, they're a, they have a very young defense. So I think it makes sense that they would trend better as the season goes on. So I think you have a Seattle team on the rise and you have an Arizona team that's starting to fall off a little bit. And plus Call of Duty came out last week. So we don't know how, how, uh, Kyler's preparation been hurt by that, but I really like Seattle in this game. Yep, we've been hearing that joke quite a bit, and I think he's going to be focused enough to be able to get the job done. His call of duty is getting me to the window, so we're going to be going to that narrative, and this is a game that I've had a little bit of a tough time with as well. I lean towards the Miami Dolphins, but I've yet to fire in on it yet, and this was a line that about 24 hours ago, you were seeing it more around five with Miami laying it. Now you're seeing between four and four and a half. Total on this game is 45 and a half with the Bears. They've looked a little bit better in recent weeks, and the fact that they got 29 points against the Dallas Cowboys makes me feel optimistic. I just still take a look at this team, and I have no faith in them. I like Khalil Herbert in the ground game, and honestly, I think they should be getting a few more carries at this point, but with Miami, it's been big that Tua's been able to get back in the fold. It's been looking better and better as he's been getting more and more reps with these guys ever since the concussion issues for the Dolphins. They've been able to do a little bit of a better job on defense. The more I look at this, the more I like the Miami Dolphins. I'm not sure if you side with me or not, but I'm starting to warm up on this Dolphins team, and when it's all said and done, especially at a four, I'd be willing to lay it. I think I'm warming up more of the Dolphins long-term in terms of their long-term outlook this year in terms of this, and rather than this individual game. I think the Bradley Chubb uh, addition will do a lot for their long for their long-term status. And with Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they've really propped up Tua Tagovailoa this year. Tua's number one in our QBR metric this year. And he's not making a lot of big-time throws, but he's also making accurate throws and taking care of the football and then doing a really good job. But I do wonder if the, the notoriously difficult soldier field will kind of slow down the 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 Dolphins' weapons a little bit. The Bears have a really young secondary, but it's been playing playing really well as of late. I think the Bears are kind of where I'm leaning in this game, but I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on this one. But again, right now, I only really have one game in pencil for the circuit contest. So I really got to start narrowing it down uh, as we get down to the week. But I think I'm leaning Bears in this one, but I doubt I end up going to the window with this. You mentioned the circuit contest and the one that I've absolutely nailed down to this point. That would be the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs game. The Chiefs they're between a 12 to a 12 and a half point. Favorite total on this game is between 45 and 45 and a half. Ryan Tannehill, a little bit questionable for this game, but I take a look at this spot, and the Chiefs have had such a tough time covering these big numbers the last two seasons. Derrick King Henry looked amazing last week against the Texas defense. That, let's go. It is a rush defense. It has not been too good recently, but I do take a look at the Titans being able to get 12 and a half points with that defense and the way that it has been operating, and I feel good about it. I don't feel good about it, but I also like Tennessee in this one, and, and that's most likely going to make my final five as well. I, I know getting less than two touchdowns with Malik Willis with not and probably no passing game. I mean, last week they clearly tried to avoid Malik Willis because they could just run down, run the ball down the Texans' throat. 
I don't know if they're going to be able to do as much for the Kansas City this week, but that number is still too big for me. Everybody brings up Andy Reid off of a bye, but a lot of those numbers were built up a long time ago. And when he's been a big favorite off of a bye, I believe it's a seven-point favorite or double-digit favorite. I forget off the top of my head, but he's 4-4 four and four against the spread in those spots. So it's not quite as dominant a trend when it comes to that. So I think this number is a little big. You're right. It's the largest spread in the Super Bowl era against a team on a five-game winning streak as Tennessee's won five in a row. I've been really down on this Tennessee team this year. They've been proving, proving me wrong all year, but I think this is a spot where I get on them. I think I might actually lean the first half, though, actually in terms of a wager. Right now, that's six and a half even money. I'm hoping I can get seven on that one, but that kind of allows me where if Tennessee has a good game plan to start the game, uh, Derrick Henry and, and the, they can get ahead early. We've seen the Chiefs. Uh, they went down 10 nothing to the Chargers, 17 nothing to the Raiders at home. So they've had some slow starts this year. And this way, if things get out of hand late, I don't think the, the Titans are the team to be able to get a backdoor cover out of that one. So I kind of like the first half number more than the full game number, but I think it'll be on the 12 and a half in the circuit contest. And you mentioned the slow starts, and this team has had some slow starts. I'm talking about the LA Chargers. They're on the road against the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons are a three-point underdog. I still am not convinced that this is an Atlanta Falcons team that's very good, but boy, this is a L.A. Chargers team that has all sorts of banged up with so many weapons like Mike Williams and company dealing with injuries. I'm not sure if you've been able to get down on either side, but this is one that I've yet to do anything with, and it's one that I'm still taking a look at the injury report on because I think that it's very important with all the Chargers that are currently banged up. And this is one of those fun games, too, where I, I see a lot of people I respect on both sides of this game. I get it. The Chargers laying a low number against a team like Atlanta, which that we didn't think of much entering the year. But on the other hand, the Chargers have not played well this year, and Atlanta has been covering at the window all season long. Our FBI actually thinks Atlanta has a one point. We have Atlanta as a one point one point favorite in this game. So that's kind of how our metric is looking at it. I, I think I lean Atlanta on this one. I, I like the way their offense has been playing. I think they can run the ball pretty well in the Chargers. I little, I worry about the Falcons' defense against Justin Herbert, so I think my, the better play in this game is the over at 49.5. I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball pretty well. I know Justin Herbert's missing a lot of his weapons. Keenan Allen uh, dealing with his hamstring injury. Mike Williams out for this game, so he's going to be throwing to Joshua Palmer, DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett and company. But I think that he's going to be able to move the ball against the Falcons' defense. Falcons should be able to run on the Chargers. I think 49 and a half is a little bit low in a dome, so I like the over in that game. Yep, I do think that with the Atlanta Falcons, it's interesting to take a look at the way that their offense has been able to step up a little bit as the season has gone along, even with Cordell Patterson being banged up. So I don't think that the over is the worst look there, as we've been seeing a little bit more scoring recently, and a man that does an absolutely terrific job of taking a look at the game of football as you, McKenzie, always do appreciate it. Thank you. Always happy to be on here. College basketball starts in a couple of days. Can't wait. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that is going to be absolutely tremendous. And we're going to be talking a little bit of college basketball on the flip side because I now have duties as a gentleman that is a voter for a top 25 mid-major poll. And I'm going to give you guys my top 25 mid-major teams next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just $99. Get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus, our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Big thanks to Mackenzie Kramer for joining me in the last few segments. Does terrific work over there at ESPN. Researcher for the Daily Wager does a lot of the stats and information network tweets that you're able to find there, and he does an incredible job and doing an incredible job as well. My wonderful producer, Jason Kahn, one of the best in the business. He gets me hooked up with all these guests. He does a make sure he does a great job of making sure that I am staying in line on this show. So we thank him. He is the master of being able to control all of the madness and Speaking of what is absolutely terrific is making sure that you're able to see and hear everything so clearly. And that's why we've got Nick, our technical director, everything that you're seeing on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, wherever you're watching VEASAN. He is in charge of that and does a masterful job. And then we've got Taylor because we've actually been branching out to a lot more terrestrial radio stations. If you're one of them, if you're listening on terrestrial radio station, we welcome you. Hopefully you're liking what you're hearing on VEASAN and reason why you're Hearing everything so clearly, our wonderful 
our wonderful audio engineer in Taylor. So a big thanks to all those guys. It says a Greg Peterson experience in terms of the show, but it really takes a team to make it work. And these guys are the absolute best. And I recall about a minute ago, I was talking about a college basketball guy that is going to be out next week. Our team is assembling it right now. I have filed in all of my team previews and everything like that. I've got betting nuggets for every single team that was on the Division One betting board. That should be out right around this time next week. Probably won't be there for opening night. We are going to try our best, but I mean, the guys that are assembling this, keep in mind, most of our betting guys are for like 30, 32 teams when it comes to like the NFL, NHL. This is 363 teams. The, these guys are working behind the scenes designing this thing. They are absolute wizards. It just takes a little bit longer to do 363 teams rather than 32, which is why it takes a little bit more time and love to be able to do that. So just a little bit of inside baseball there, but they're doing an amazing job. And I'm going to be giving you guys right now my mid-major top 25 poll. I'm actually going to be helping out some of our friends over there at the field of 68. I'm one of the voters on this thing this season. Sean Paul, give him a little bit of a shout-out for those of you guys that like college basketball at Sean Paul CBB, and that is S-E-A-N on Sean. There's a few different spellings for that. He is going to be conducting this all season long. I'll be there with like former college basketball great Mike O'Donnell and guys like that. We're going to be voting on this thing, and what it does is you take out the Power Six. You also take out the WCC, the Atlantic 10, the American, and the Mountain West. And that's how you come up with the mid-major top 25. And I did write-ups for all of these. And for those of you guys who are looking for more conference breakdowns, you're able to go to the Coast to Coast Soups podcast feed. I've got breakdowns of all 32 conferences. My projector finish for every last one of them. So... If you're looking for a little bit more information on some of these mid-major teams to get set for the upcoming season, I've got you guys covered there. First day of the college basketball season is Monday, G-Unit underscore 81. I've already got my handicap lines for all of them, so we've got you covered on college basketball. You can feel assured there. Just like so many of our great hosts, they do a great job with the NFL, and I try to contribute as much as I can. This is something where with college basketball, you never have to worry about a shortage of information or a shortage of picks because we've got you covered there. But in terms of my poll, for number one, it was actually a really tough call, in my opinion. I power rated Furman just a little bit ahead of UAB because with Furman, they've got a guy by the name of Jalen Slauson who on any given night is able to give you a triple-double Last season, he was putting up right around like 15 points, seven boards, three plus assists. He's able to give you a block. He's able to give you a seal per contest. And for Furman, you've got just so many pieces that are going to be returning to the fold for the team. On top of that, top 150 recruit in Carter Witt. He actually saw some starts two seasons ago at Wake Forest at the point guard spot. That'll be able to help out guys like a Mike Bothwell be able to get out, be able to shoot some threes. Furman, in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, they were a top-10 team in all of college basketball. Defense leaves a little bit more to be desired than UAB, who's got Trey Jemison, the seven-footer down low, that's able to block shots. And then you do have the best peer score among those two teams, the Jelly Walker. And I really think it's close between these two. I think that Furman and UAB, when it's all said and done, these might be top 25 teams. And that's how good they are, but... That's that I went with those two teams at number one and number two. I'll just read off the list right now. Number three was Drake. Number four was Liberty. I went Towson five, UC Santa Barbara six, Western Kentucky seven, Grand Canyon eight, Toledo nine, North Texas is ten. The highlights from outside the top ten is Nichols cracked the list at number 23. Rounding it out was Florida Atlantic at 25. Akron is in at 15. South Dakota State and Oral Roberts both make it. I've got South Dakota State 
ahead of Oral Roberts personally. I think that you got to take the Ric Flair mentality in order to be the champ in the Summit League. You got to beat the champ. And for South Dakota State, they have finished with at least a share of the title in five straight years. So if you're also looking at some futures in terms of a lot of these mid-major conferences, you're able to find a few more of them as I know that Bet Rivers is right now offering futures for darn near all these conferences. They might have left off like the SWAC and the MEAC, but that said, you're able to find those. And speaking of the MEAC, Norfolk State, they come in at number 24. If you're looking for one of your most demonstrative favorites in a single conference, Norfolk State out there in the MEAC, they are going to be running things. They are very impressive. They bring back Joe Bryant. I believe it's either the second or junior. He was able to put up big numbers for the team last season. They've got guys that are able to shoot it from three-point range in a MEAC where there's really no offense to be had whatsoever. From a lot of these teams, they play very fast, but they play inefficiently. Norfolk State, they're able to be much more efficient. So I do think that that's very big to take a look at. But when it comes to a team that I did rank outside the top five that I'm really feeling bullish on, one of the biggest transfers in all of college basketball this offseason and one that has went really under the radar. That's from the number six team in UC Santa Barbara, who I think that they're going to have a massive year out there in the Big West because they bring in Andre Kelly. And on this show, if your name is Andre, you are called 3,000 afterwards as an ode to Andre 3,000. But that said, he comes in from Cal, and you rarely see this. A guy who, I mean... Cal was not a good team last year, but he was at a power six level, averaging 13.5 points, 8.5 rebounds per game. Now he goes down to UC Santa Barbara. This guy should be just eating up the glass, and he should be completely dominating. Now, you have to go up against a team like a UC Irvine, who they literally allowed opponents to shoot 20% from three-point range against them at home. That is a very prolific style, but they lose quite a bit from last season. You could tell that Colin Phelps the last few years, he was really that dominant player for this team. So now it's a little bit of a changing of the guard for our good friends, the Anteaters. But you see Santa Barbara as a team that I'm feeling very bullish on. And Western Kentucky, who came in at number seven, it's absolutely amazing what they have been able to do because with Western Kentucky, they've got seven foot five Jamarian Sharp. He is figuratively and literally a giant as he is the tallest player in all of college basketball. But despite having the tallest player in all of college basketball, Western Kentucky, in terms of a fellows committed on a per possession basis, VOSLs in all of college basketball. That is something that I do find to be relatively incredible. And then if you're taking a look at the conference, that I think it's going to be the most hotly contested, a conference where I think that taking points is going to be very, very much your favorite. That'd be the whack because in the WAC, I didn't have a single team in the top 10, but I pretty much had three teams within the top 25. I think the Cal Baptist is going to be really good. Grand Canyon, Evelyn Christian, and Stephen F. Austin. I actually had four teams in from the WAC. Uh, sometimes you get a little bit confused because the Southland and the WAC, it, it pretty much was a case where the WAC said, here is Southland. I want all of your top teams, and you're going to give them to me. And the, WAC, the Southland was just like, okay, here you go. But that said, I do think that you're going to be having a lot of competitive teams out there in Cal Baptist. Not a team that you want to be sleeping on. Since they got moved up to the D1 level, they were a D2 team a few seasons ago. They've been one of the top cover teams in all of college basketball. A team that they play a relatively exciting blend of basketball. And they're 25-16-1 against the spread on the road with 20 out of their last 30 games being either covers or pushes over the last three seasons. So they do a great job on the road. They bring back... Guys in Trey and Taron Armstrong. Taron Armstrong, if you're looking for a guy that could give you a triple-double on any given night, he is able to do so. He is a very well-rounded player. He missed a few games last season, so getting him back in the fold, having him fully healthy, I think that that is going to be massive. And then also, keep in mind that the Mac 
is going to be very solid as well. I've got four teams in from the MAC as I think that Kent State should be legitimately a top team out there along with Toledo, but Ohio is a team that is very well coached under Jeff Bowles. You can't be sleeping on them. And then Akron, they gave up 70 points or fewer in 18 out of their last 19 games last season in a MAC where there really isn't a lot of defense. They're a team that they do a very good job of being able to play defense. So that's sort of my mid-major top 25 entering into the college basketball season. And I'll be having you guys covered with picks when it comes to the uh, Monday edition of the Greg Peterson Experience out there on the East Coast very late Sunday. And I've got you covered with this pro tip. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. We give one out every single hour here on the network. And my pro tip is if you're considering a two or three team parlay, when it comes to games that are in a little bit of a different time slot, consider instead doing a money line rollover because you're actually going to get a much better payout. I personally am not a parlay guy, but I think that if you do a rollover, you're going to get a much better payout because you don't have to pay that juice to the book. So there is that. And coming up, starting out hour number three, we're taking a look at World Series Game 6 here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought. In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 